0: Are you ready?
1: A shot of wrestling. Episode 254. And away.
2: We go. Oh, Brits so will get a shot, boy. Is that the message you
0: got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah, I'm a street breaker. I'm a heart breaker. This is my talk. I'm a more razor, brick man, nature boy, to sink and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make no, take a shot. What? Is that the message you got? We are about to go live but you're ready to rock, so take a shot.
1: Hello everybody and welcome episode 254 of a shot of wrestling i am your host at michael j putty and ladies and gentlemen there's no mark schwann this week i've been doing this show for over five years podcast in general for just under nine and the point of podcast to me is to have fun you come here sit behind the microphone talk to some friends about something you care about and have fun and when we have fun doing the show the hope is that it transitions to the listeners and you guys have fun listening to the show. You're having fun. We're having fun. Fantastic all around. Why else would you do this? We're not getting paid for this. This isn't our job. This isn't my nine-to-five shoot job. I'm doing this in my spare time because I have fun doing it. Is it hard some weeks? Yes. Very. Hosting a podcast is not that easy. But you suck it up, you do it. And you heard Mark Schwann's meltdown last week. He uh He's not having fun doing this. He's not a... Uh, Too happy with the world of professional wrestling right now. So Mark Schwann is taking this week off. Maybe a couple more weeks. We don't know how long this is going to last. To reevaluate his relationship with professional wrestling. Maybe, maybe he can find his smile again that he lost. Hopefully Mark Schwann will be back sooner. In a better fucking mood. And uh, we'll see what happens. But until then, it is just me this week. Between the Green Man era of a shot of wrestling and the Mark Schwann era, you know, I just... Held down the fort by myself, had some guest hosts. A lot of times I was doing the show by myself, me and you, intimate, private conversation. A fireside chat, if you will. I haven't done this in a long time, man. A little nervous. Hopefully, like I mentioned earlier, we'll have fun. Have fun doing this, you'll have fun listening. Might be a little bit different, but we're going to have fun. I tried to get a couple of guest hosts on the show. A couple people said no, they had prior plans. A couple people were maybes. And last minute told me no. So I'm here by myself. Because uh what I do best. I'm here. Nothing else to do on a Friday night. Like you heard last week, Mark Schwan thought that was an insult and a dig. But uh, I don't take it that way. I like doing this. Let's have some fun. And uh, it's also one of my favorite times of the year. It is the NFL Draft. Don't know too much about college football. And by that, mean I know nothing about college football. I hear these names thrown around. I don't know who these guys are. Could not care less until they're picked. Like, why would I care about Zach Wilson if the Dolphins are going to get him? Okay? That's why I like watching the draft. When my team picks a player, they tell me all about him. Everything I need to know. Boom. And this year's 2021 draft started like
2: this. He's about to make the first in-person pick of this in-person draft. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select
1: John Cena. I had to. I had to. I want to say I always wanted to do that, but I never really did until tonight because it was a perfect opportunity to do the John Cena Rick Roll. So, um, sorry about that. Hope you're still listening. Please don't turn me off. But yeah, the Dolphins had a good pick. Dolphins have been owning... This draft, the trades, and everything. So I'm excited for the football season to start in 2021. Because after the NFL season in 2021, we have the XFL coming back in February of 2022. So the next uh, several months are gonna be full of uh, football. Can't wait! But before we move on to the world of professional wrestling, I gotta get some a couple things off my chest. I went to the grocery store today. I went to the deli section to order some cold cuts. Gotta have me some cold cuts for the weekend. And there's lady is standing there in front of me. Okay, fine. I'll wait behind her. She orders, I think it was a half a pound of ham. All right. Easy peasy. I've waited a couple minutes. The guy gives her the ham. I'm like, all right, now my turn. No. She's like, can I get a half a pound of turkey, please? What the fuck is this? What, what is this? The guy does his thing, gives her the thing. I'm like, all right, my turn. Can I get a half a pound of roast beef? This goes on for like five, six times. Like, she's ordering the whole fucking deli section, one thing at a time. What the fuck? I got places to go. I got ice cream in my cart melting away. Fucking ridiculous. I, I tell the guy, anytime I need to go, I need a pound of ham, pound of cheese, pound of turkey, pound of egg salad, whatever the fuck I'm getting. Boom, boom, boom. And what happens? A couple months later, he gives me everything at once. So he was dri- driving me fucking crazy. Now, like, am I doing it wrong? Like, how do you order fucking cold cuts? No one, it was, it's not a master class I learned in college. It wasn't a thing I learned in high school, like... I think I'm doing it the right way, and she's being fucking obnoxious. God, so fucking stressed. Now, the problem with Mark Schwann not being here, Aaron gets host here, is while they're talking, I usually take a sip of my drink. Now there's nobody here, so cheers. Ah, man. I got that Good Brothers whiskey, Talking Shop Bourbon whiskey. Highly recommend it. Leather something, leatherwooddistilleries.com. Check it out. Nice and smooth. It's not a drinking whiskey. Like, I wouldn't order it on the rocks unless I'm going to, like, a friend's house where I can just sip it for, like, two hours. It's not a drinking whiskey. It's, you just shoot it nice and smooth. The Talking Shop bourbon whiskey. Check it out online. And one more thing. Finally, in my life, if you follow the show, I had some good news. Something good happened to me. Right? I was surprised, too. When these AirPods came out, I thought they were fucking ridiculous. So 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 stupid. I saw people have them look like total douchebags, right? Like, so douchey. I don't want that. I don't need them. I don't want them. I don't want to spend the fucking money on them. Pointless. AirPods are fucking stupid. Yeah, I said it. Well, money changes the person. And when my stimulus check came in, I'm like, let me get some fucking AirPods. Because when I went to the Javits Center, I'm living in Queens, New York. I went to the Manhattan Javits Center for my vaccination shot. I had the old school. Wired earphones. And it kept getting tangled up. Okay? It was a mess. It was annoying. I'd like take them off and they were hang, dangling from my jacket. Then I would put them in my pocket. When I took them out of my pocket. They were all tangled. Then I'd untangle them. So I said, for my second shot, I'm going to get these fucking AirPods. So I looked into the AirPods. They're fucking expensive. Three digits. I think it's $120, 140 bucks. I didn't really want to pull the trigger on them. And then I found there's a $200 pair. That's noise cancelling, much better than the hundred dollar pair. Like mean, you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? <sighs> so I decided to not get the AirPods. No way I feel comfortable spending that money on these two little plastic pieces. of nothingness. Well folks, boredom also changes the man. Bored shitless at work. I went on Amazon and I found AirPods, a knockoff brand. I think they're called Air Pluses. Twenty five bucks do the exact same thing airpods do the exact same thing as the 200 dollar ones mind you noise canceling answer phone calls can skip music it's so why are people spending they look exactly the same too the case looks the same the the, the 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 pods look exactly the same So I'm like why would i spend 200 something dollars when i can spend what 25 bucks 30 plus taxes and everything pull the trigger on those they're awesome I haven't really even used them much either. I use them at work. I have to go take a walk to the store or something. So the other day, folks, I put them in my pocket to go to work. Now it's time for lunch. I go eat my sandwich. Time to go relax, maybe watch some uh, Young Rock on Hulu. I go take the AirPods out, and they're not there. I'm like what the fuck? Check my jacket, check my pockets, check my desk. Maybe I took them out. No, they're not there, folks. I lost my AirPods, Air, whatever the fuck they're called. This is why I did not want to spend 200-something dollars because I know I'm going to lose them or they're going to fucking break. Like sunglasses. I don't need expensive pair of sunglasses when they look exactly like a $10 pair. I could buy 7-Eleven. How many, how many sunglasses have I lost over the years? Like I feel much better losing a $10 pair of sunglasses than I do a $300 pair of some fucking fancy no-name bra- or high-class brand name. fucking stupid. People are, like, love to piss money away. I was thinking maybe I was mistaken. Maybe I left them at home. I come home after a long, hard day of work, pull into my parking spot, open the door. What do I see on the ground but those AirPods? Woo. Fantastic. Oh, man. No one stole them. They were right where they wanted to be. I pulled into the spot just as I should. I didn't run them over. They weren't broken. Oh. Finally, some good news came to the world of Michael J. Putty because I needed it. And I didn't lose a uh, $25 pair of cheap knockoff AirPods. That was my week, folks. Hope you had a better one. And as always, we're recording the show Friday, April 30th. It's a, it's crazy how the year is one-fourth over. And in a matter of, what, less than an hour? It's
3: gonna be me.
1: Again, Do the show by myself. feel like I have to fill the time in. So please, don't turn me off. I apologize. But enough of me rambling on. Let's get into the wrestling news of the week.
0: It's time for in the news with Michael J. Putty
1: and another new problem I just found out about doing the show by myself is not only can I not drink as often, I can't fucking like check bumble or like tinder. Well, Mark Schwann's rambling on about, like, Charlotte Flair or something I said three weeks ago. I don't really get any matches anyway, so, psh, whatevs. We've been talking about it for months, ever since Tony Khan knocked down that forbidden door. Will WWE work with other companies? And the overall consensus on this show is no. They say they will. They're open for business. And by that, they mean Chris Jericho coming on Stone Cold's podcast. They don't mean actually working with other promotions or showing up in other promotions. Well, apparently I'm wrong. Because WWE is reportedly looking into forming a partnership with MLW. Again, not a big top-tier company, but it's still not in the WWE universe. They reportedly don't like the rep that they have, that they don't work with other companies. So this has sparked their possible drive to change that. It is said, the idea is for NXT to send over some talent to MLW who aren't getting a lot of TV time. This is the way they can get some experience. It is said to be reportedly similar to the... Uh, Deal they had with Evolve and ECW back in the day. Now let's we'll see if anything comes of this deal. You know there are a lot of NXT stars who are not getting the opportunity to be on TV every week because it's only a two-hour show. It's, that that roster is pretty deep, so MLW could be a different environment, a chance to learn more in the ring, maybe get some TV time as well. So this is nothing but good things. But if they're according this to the deals they have with Evolve and ECW, well, none of them are around anymore. Both of them are bought out by WWE. So could, could this be the beginning of the end of MLW? Or do they truly mean what they're staying this time? Who knows? We'll have to follow the story pretty closely. In other news, a topic we seem to talk about every like two, three weeks for the last several months, maybe more. And it's not a, an insult. It's not a derogatory statement. It's just the fact that everything is changing so quickly that the news keeps evolving. No one knows what the hell's going on. Well, AEW has Daily's Place booked until June 30th. Now, could that mean AEW starts touring again in July? Something they're considering. WWE is paying close attention to AEW because they don't want to come second. The WWE has told their talent about July or August might be a goal to start touring again. But they want to beat AEW, so if AEW starts in July, could W start touring in June? Is that too quick? I think so. I mean, we're all, it's the beginning of May. So you have, what, a month to figure things out? And it's a WWE big global corporate conglomerate. I'm sure they can get it done. But I don't know. It's too quick. Nothing has officially been announced yet. Both WWE and AEW, you know, obviously very anxious to bring back fans in a tour setting. But you know, WWE wants to do it first. And of course they did. They should do it first. They're leading this whole thing. I said numerous times. If WWE shut down production, AW Impact would shut down as well. But WWE found a way to do it, so the other companies found a way to do it as well to compete. So, of course, WWE wants to take the charge, be the leader here and bring fans back and being the first one to start touring again. But again, that's, I've been saying it for a while now. Uh, things are getting better. COVID is still spiking in certain areas of the country. I'll let you guess what areas. But uh, I don't know. You know, but WWE's thinking about touring again. But their plan is to wait a little bit longer to tour for NXT. I believe they said the NXT might start touring again in the third quarter of 2021. But that's not even guaranteed. The NXT already has fans in the Performance Center. And now they have this potential deal with MLW. So I don't mind them waiting longer for NXT. It makes sense. Gotta be safe here. Gotta be cautious here. And if they do it... uh, But then again, on the other hand, stadiums are opening up. Baseball's allowing fans. Hockey's allowing fans. Basketball's allowing fans. So I remember Mark Schwan and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago, and he feels like by the end of the year, they're going to be packed out, sold out stadiums. I disagree with him. I still do. But I guess I could see them spacing things out. Maybe doing like they do with WrestleMania, scattering the floor, or make sure you get the vaccine passport, if that's a thing or proving you're negative, or proving you had the vaccine, and like darkening or t- tarping off the, the upper seats to make it look like it's been sold out, a smaller arena looked like it's sold out. It's a possibility, but I don't know, man. I just want them to start doing it so we can stop talking about it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Again, every two or three weeks, something new comes up. There's a new story, new development that makes people questioning because everyone wants them to tour again. Of course, they want to have fans in the stands. Look like how great WrestleMania was. But not only is WWE thinking about it, not only is AEW thinking about it, of course, Impact is doing it as well. The pandemic slowing with the vaccines, like I said. They're making plans to bring fans back soon. And once fans are back, Impact plans start taping again on the road, which apparently means regularly doing shows in Las Vegas. I don't know what's so special about Las Vegas with Impact, because they have their own TV studio or filming studio and Nashville close set that could bring fans into that, maybe. But obviously they got something brewing in Las Vegas. But also, you know, think about this. There hasn't been real fans since, what, February, maybe early March? The Impact roster looks totally different than it did over a year ago. And it's going to look totally different in July when the new faces come in. I wonder how those fans are going to react. Because they've been piping in booze and cheers like WE and AW have been doing. So I'm curious to see how the Impact fans will react to the new roster of Impact. But again, just got to be careful here, man. I understand the rush to bring fans back because not only financially, but, you know, for the atmosphere itself. I mean, a lot of people said it was awkward watching the COVID-19 era of Raw and SmackDown with no fans. AEW was able to circumvent that by bringing their roster ringside, which wasn't that great. But it was still something, I guess. But life is getting back to normal. Numbers are going down in most places. So... It's coming. The light of the end of the tunnel is there. And I'm excited. Hope it does happen, but it has to be done safely and cautiously. I'm going to a Mets game next month in, like, I think, three, four weeks. So this will be my first time going out to a big, major event like that. But I'm fully vaccinated. So the people I'm going with will be fully vaccinated. It'll be outside. They'll, maybe I'll hit up MSG or Barkley Center for a Raw SmackDown, the Melrose Ballroom for Impact. Can't wait. In other news, WWE has a lot of women on the roster, but only so many segments. Something Carmella has talked about every now and then on Twitter. She'll call out WWE for not having X amount of segments or only showing women for X amount of minutes. Well, some people are now in support of an all-female brand, including Mick Foley. Mick Foley tweeted to Vince saying, and I quote, Dear Vince, an all-woman's brand needs to happen in WWE unless you want AEW to beat you to the punch. Sincerely, Mick at Vince McMahon. Mika James recently revealed that she pulled for an all-female brand. Of course, this doesn't happen, and other people have pulled for the same thing. All those pitches falling on deaf ears. You know, AEW has a ton of women on the roster who aren't really getting used much either, but AEW also has two other shows. They got Dark and Elevation. Still, can someone explain to me the difference of these two shows? And they're putting women not only from their roster... But women who well, they have not even signed yet as a tryout or an addition. We talked about a couple weeks ago, too. You know, women aren't being used properly in WWE. And could a an all-female brand help them out? I think so. Look at the Cruiserweights. Look at 205 Live. Remember when that first came around? They decided from 8 to 9, the first hour of Raw dedicated to the Cruiserweights. And we had, like, two Cruiserweight matches where they would come in and change the rope colors to purple, the lighting to purple, the mat would have the uh, cruiserweight logo on it. So I think this is a good idea. Give some women time to shine. It's not going to be a bad thing. I mean, what are you doing with main event? Do you need main event? Are you still even doing superstars? An all-woman brand would definitely help out, which hopefully leads to another all-female pay-per-view. I just think women are to do better here, man. It's just, just the same women on my TV week in and week out. There's a lot of women who are not being used properly. And I think this could definitely help them out. Even in NXT. NXT is probably the best women's roster of the entire sport. We've been saying for a while now has been impact. But I think NXT has picked up the ball and taken that mantle over. And even it would definitely benefit them as well. There's so many women not being used on NXT. When Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai came out to accept the tag team championships after winning the Dusty Rhodes classic the aisle is lined with women i did not know more than half of them like who's that who's this i'm keep looking for brandy lauren i think her name but i forgot her name now but that's the only one i knew i didn't even see her there's so many women i don't know who the people are an all-women brand an all-women show definitely help out not only the women but the fans as well i think fans are want to see it you have the main event at wrestlemania 35 you have the main event this year women are no longer the bathroom break so, definitely give him a chance to shine. And I hope this happens. So, please, Vince, listen to Mick Foley. And finally, another news, just a heads up the NBA playoffs will soon start again, which means Dynamite will have to move from their normal time slot a few times. It's already been announced the May 26th episode will be moved to Friday, May 28th at 10 p.m., which means it will come right after SmackDown. The plans to run a live crowd during that show, take dark from 8 to 10, while Dynamite will run from 10 to midnight. Now, what the hell are we going to do on this show? If we you got to wait for Dynamite to finish. Man. I we to do the show like 12? Maybe do a live show that Saturday. So not only is AW fucked up, we're going to be fucked up too. So May 26th, make sure your DVR is fixed. We'll keep you abreast of what we're going to do about our show. But also, AW is going to be uh, out of place like, several times in June. So just make sure you keep tuned to AW's social medias. I'm sure they won't let you forget about it. We'll keep you abreast of it as well. What's going to happen now with the hockey? NBC Sports lost out on the NHL deal, which is why NXT moved to Tuesdays. They had nothing to do with AEW because Wednesday's hockey night. Now is AEW going to have to move now as well? Not only for basketball, for hockey? Oh, man. So much going on. But like I said, I'm sure they won't let us forget it. They'll definitely promote it as much as they can, and we'll let you know as well. That is all for the news I have. Again, there's only just me. There's nobody here to bounce things off of, so if you have any comments or questions or any input you want to add to the news stories I mentioned, please email us at inbox at shotwrestling.com or slide into our DMs, Shout no a on social medias. But now it's time for my favorite segment of the week. Let's get some TV Takedown.
0: It's time for this week's TV Takedown.
1: Of course, before we get into TV this week, let's start out with Rebellion impacts big pay-per-view main evented by kenny omega versus rich Swan. very good match i did expect a little bit more back and forth between the two men with maybe rich Swan getting a little bit more offense it kind of felt more one-sided towards kenny omega but it tells a good story again the ending was no surprise we knew it was happening but the match still delivered and was fun to watch props to both men an overall rebellion one of the highest profile pay-per-views in quite some time for Impact, maybe outside from Hard to Kill when Kenny Omega wrestled in that six-man tag. Overall, it was a really good pay-per-view with strong matches all throughout. You had the X-Division match kicked off. That was amazing. The tag team match, the women's match. You had Kaz or W. Morrissey debuting. How great did he look? Man, this guy looked phenomenal. He's getting a second chance to show what he can do. hope he... Sticks with it. Hope he doesn't mess up, and hope he can excel here in Impact. I think Impact's a good fit for him right now. And I'm excited to see where W. Morrissey goes in Impact. Big things for him over there. Quick side note: I invited Green Man over to my house. He doesn't watch Impact. Not really watch Twitch wrestling these days, but it's like, I felt compelled to invite him. So I invited Mark Schwann too. I told Mark Schwann, "Why don't you come over? I'll be I'll be vaccinated by then." He just brushed me off right away. So I'm like, whatever, Mark. So I invited Green Man over. He was late. He got stuck at work, and he had to meet up with AJ Pan to do a birthday shot with him. I told him, you no problem. Just make sure you buy AJ a birthday shot for me. So AJ, if you're listening, I hope Green Man did that. If you didn't, I owe you a birthday shot, brother. But again, rebellion begin to end. Awesome. Now it's time to get to the week that was a pretty decent week of TV. Let's start with Raw. We paid a visit again to Alexa Bliss' playground. Let's hear how that went.
0: Lily's truly my BFF. <laughs> she understands me.
3: She's a confidant, a mentor, a little devil and angel on my shoulder. (laughs) I
0: think Lily's getting a little restless just hanging out with me here on the playground. So I think it's time I unleash Lily to play with the rest of WWE. But don't blame me for what happens next.
3: Billy made me do it.
1: (laughs) I love Alexa Bliss. She's amazing. One of the best female talents on the entire roster right now. And for the past couple of years... I love her as a heel. So much better as a heel. But like I mentioned, just not really feeling this angle. What? Who's Lily? What's this now? Like, especially since she broke away from the Fiend. They're no longer simpatico. It's like, what the... F- Lily? Like, the new Fiend? Is she becoming come Lily now through some creepy fucking mass? Again, I don't need two fucking Fiends on the same show. But I am curious. Something to look forward to on Raw every week to see what's going to happen next. And so far, I am not buying into it. I guess props to Braun Shulman for being the first man ever to compete in a uh, handicap match, tag team match, and a one-on-one match in the same show. Nobody's ever done that before between Raw, uh, WWE, WCW, ECW, so good for him. That's a cool accomplishment to have. I don't ever see that being broken or matched. Moving on to NXT. So I guess my girl Raquel Gonzalez is not a face. Like Mercedes Martinez, ever since she debuted, has been booked as a tough, badass heel that kind of does cheap attacks. But Raquel did the cheap attack here and beat her down, which I feel gives more sympathy to Mercedes Martinez. So was this like a double turn here? I don't know if you can call it a turn because she never officially was a face. But is now Raquel Gonzalez back to being a dominant heel? Is Mercedes Martinez a face? I don't see her as a face, but it was just a curious little interaction we got going on here. Anyway, I'm buying into it. I love Raquel Gonzalez, of course. Mercedes Martinez is awesome talent. Glad to see her getting this opportunity to shine. And this should be a good fucking match, man. I can't wait to take next takeover. No, it's happening in two weeks. I'm sorry, it's happening in NXT in two weeks. Not even a takeover. Can't wait. And man, oh man, I can sit here and talk every week, all show, Cameron Grimes, baby. Is just killing it in this character. Here he is hitting it out of the park week in and week out. And this week he decided to go to a jeweler to buy a fancy watch. Huh, I wonder what happened.
0: Watch out now! <laughs> Cameron grimes in the building. I'm looking for something like this, just a lot shinier, <laughs> Mr. Jeweler. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing good, sir. All it right.
0: looks good in here, let me tell you. You see, I'm actually uh, here to get something nice
3: for somebody. Oh, yeah? You got a special someone? I do! <laughs> me! Is this gold? That's chocolate. You know,
0: I really hope you ain't going to try to sell me a chocolate watch. Because I was here to get the most expensive, shiniest, blingiest, most extravagant wash that was in this city. And I heard I could get it here. So what you got for me?
3: Oh, I got something for you, Mr. (laughs) Drops.
0: That's great, because I got nothing but time. (laughs) Well, I mean, are you sure this thing's working? It's not even going TikTok. Carrie Cross would hate this thing.
3: (laughs) I think it's perfect for me.
0: You know what? I'll just wear it out. (laughs) Ring it up. Oh, man, it's so good. (laughs) good. I love it. That's not a bad watch, kid. <laughs> but it's not a million-dollar watch.
3: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that damn Ted
1: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> They've been building this for a couple months now. This big moment. You kind of saw it coming when you saw that guy sitting in the corner with the newspaper over his face. You had a feeling that was going to be Teddy DiBiase. Because the way he came in, the way they showed the jewelry store, it was very reminiscent uh, for us old folks. Remember when Ted DiBiase went to a jeweler in Stanford, Connecticut to custom make the million-dollar belt? Very reminiscent. So, uh, kind of took this to happen, and it did not disappoint. It was fucking fantastic. Hope to see the more segments. It just, it was awesome. I love how the, man, the million dollar man just gets under his skin so much. Well done, Cameron Grimes. Stick with NXT. NXT gonna be my takedown of the week because NXT was fucking awesome this week. Adam Cole sat down for the first time since that big takeover match. I think it was like a four or five, maybe even six minute interview. Again, I've cut it down, so let's hear the highlights.
2: All right, man, you got some questions for me, or what's the deal? Yes, first of all, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. First of all, how has your recovery been after such a brutal match? I've been better, for sure. I've also been worse. I've fought and I've wrestled through worse. You know, when you look back at my 403-day legendary reign as NXT champion, uh, the War Games matches that I went through, the fact that at the peak that championship run, I had a broken wrist. Whether I'm 100% or not, I'm still way better than that entire roster. His first week back, Kyle O'Reilly, he opened the show. He main evented the show. What do you say to people who are saying he is now the face of NXT? People get so excited at every turn to be able to say, this is going to be the next big thing in NXT. Because listen, Kyle got really, really lucky at TakeOver. He got lucky for beating me, even though I had him beat earlier in the match and Kyle's going to listen to other people saying he's ready for the main event spot. He's not. There's a reason he's been here almost four years and people just now are trying to recognize him as a main event player. I, I know, I know the anxiety that he's dealing with. I know that he is not sure if he's ready to be in the main event. He's definitely not sure if he's ready to be NXT champion. And the reason he feels those insecurities is because it's very real. And at the end of the day, only time will tell if Kyle's ready for a spot. But as long as I'm in NXT, he's never taken mine. Where do you go from here? I know exactly where I go, but that's none of your damn business. That's nobody's business. Right now, I'm upset, I'm bothered, I'm pissed off about the fact that people are thinking Kyle O'Reilly is going to replace me. After me, Adam Cole, carrying that brand. And no matter where I go, no matter where I end up, you are going to see the best damn Adam Cole that anybody has ever seen. I can promise you that.
1: Great job by Adam Cole here. Great interview. If you have a chance to listen to the whole thing, go ahead. It's on YouTube. He put himself over throughout the whole interview, you know, the way Top Hill should. And I really like the part about Cole saying, though, even though he lost to Kyle, he's not sure that Kyle's ready for the top spot. Great take on that. It was just, now. I guess this feud's not over, man. After that match at TakeOver, that kind of match ends feuds. That match is just starting this one. But after this feud, I wonder how much longer Cole has in NXT because he's been there like four years, maybe five years now. I think we talked about this before. WrestleMania kind of talked about who would go where, call-ups. Now we see him on Raw and SmackDown, get a, the main shine, the spotlight, give different feuds, maybe a Cole versus AJ Styles rivalry. There's a lot, more, there's a lot of potential for him on the main roster, so I'm not sure how much time he has left in nxt but this interview was just awesome great job and quickly in that main event legato del fantasma versus msk and kushida great tag team action fast paced a lot of action throughout the whole thing and someone on twitter put it this way legato del fantasma were put over in a big way as a cohesive unit and yes that's what it was this trio was put over as a cohesive dominant unit it was just a great tag team match nxt beginning to end fantastic Again, it's the best show of the week. If you have to watch one wrestling show of all the five that are there over 11 hours, my vote is NXT. AEW. Now I watch AEW every week. Last several months. Most of it I fast forward because I'm not really clicking or connecting with any storyline, any superstar, any character, really any feud. But of course the big one. The pinnacle against the inner circle. They had a killer promo face-to-face this week. Again, go check it out on YouTube for the full one. Here is just a quick little recap.
3: There's not going to be no damn coin toss. We deserve the, the advantage because we were lured into this match. So advantage, pinnacle, and in return, a warning. This doesn't end well for you, boys. You are looking at five men who are willing to bleed and sacrifice everything for each other. I look across this ring and I do not see the same. And when the hell was the last time you even wrestled the match, Sammy? Spears, I don't believe you. And simply, why should I?
0: Huh? Why should I, man? Ever since you came into AEW, you've been a failure.
3: And actually, Spears, the more I think of it, you were a failure where you used to work, too. I'd like to say something to you, Chris. What I would like to say... Is thank you. Yeah, and I know you've been waiting to hear me say those two words for an awfully long time. Hell, you want to hear those two words from everybody since the inception of this company, and you have every single right to feel that way, Chris, because without you, there is no AEW. You are the top guy. You were the draw. You were the bridge for the Laps fan to come over here and check out AEW. And all the while, you also managed to create the best group in professional wrestling known as the Inner Circle. I guess it's true what they say, heavy lies the crown. But you don't have to worry anymore, Chris, because come next week at Blood and Guts... I'm going to do the humane thing for you. I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to take off that heavy, heavy burden of a crown off your head and place it atop mine. And my family is going to replace the inner circle at the mountaintop here in all elite wrestling. But don't get it twisted, Chris. I appreciate everything you've done for this company, and that's precisely why... When blood and guts is all said and done, and I am looking down upon your scarred-up, mangled, lifeless body, I will once again utter the two words, THANK YOU!
0: You self-righteous, self-gratifying little prick. How dare you be so entitled to think that you can have somebody's spot just cause you want it that you can inherit a spot like you inherited the trust fund that your mommy and daddy gave you when you were 18 years old. Or maybe you think you can absorb a spot via osmosis. Or maybe it's a big Tetris game that as soon as Jericho goes left, MJF slides right in. It doesn't work that way. You want a spot? You got to earn it. You said last week that at 25 years old, I was curtain jerking in WCW. And you're damn right I was. And damn proud of it, because that's what led me to where I am today. But what you didn't mention is that 25 years old, I'd already headlined arenas around the world in Japan and Mexico and Germany. And that's another reason why I'm here today, because that's why I learned respect. That's why I got experience and life lessons, and that's why I earned the reputation that put me at the top of this game. And you want to talk about a Family. This is a family. How long have you know these jackoffs for? Three months? This family has been part of AEW since day one. This man had my back when I was threatened assassination in Abu Dhabi in 2012. These lap dogs are a pack of wild animals that have torn and clawed their way to the top of AEW, and I owe them for that. This man right here, I brought him personally to the inner circle, and because of you, he quit. And that's not going to happen again. You are not going to get in the middle of the inner circle, and you're not going to beat us at Blood and Guts. You won't make us submit, and you're going to have to kill us to make us surrender.
1: Chris Jericho, MJF did a terrific job here, which is not a surprise. This feud has been going on for, I think, weeks now, not almost maybe two months. Yet there hasn't been any matches between these two guys. There really has only been two altercations. The time they they pinnacle debuted and attacked Chris Jericho, the time the Inner Circle returned and it beat up the pinnacle other than that. It's just been promos. It's been a very interesting build that has worked. This has a huge this is going to be a huge match. There's been a great build up to it. And uh and we're getting it for free on TNT this Wednesday, at blood and guts getting a War war Games type match. I think it's two rings, one big cage. So I think it's their version of War Games. Should be very good. Great promo. Again, you get a chance to listen to the whole thing. Moving over to Impact. So Kenny Omega was going to celebrate via Zoom here, right? Then Scott Damore said he's going to strip Kenny Omega of the Impact World Championship and he will be suspended indefinitely from both AEW and Impact if he didn't show up on Impact as it's stated in the contract. Well, of course, guess what happened? Running theme throughout the whole show, where's Kenny Omega? Is Kenny Omega coming? What's his ETA? Blah, blah, blah. At one point, Match Tracker even said, I'm tired of talking about Kenny Omega. Let's focus on the guys in the ring. But of course, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers showed up in the last few minutes of Impact. Even then, Impact still offers Kenny Omega more of character development than I see him on AEW. He's being featured and used in such a better way on Impact than he is in AEW, and he's AEW World Champion now. It's amazing. Impact Wrestling benefits big time by having Kenny Omega on their roster. And as their world champion, let's hear how the end of Impact played out.
0: Well, looks like we got our answer. Kenny Omega oh. is in the building. So are the good brothers. And, yeah, so is Don Callis. There's Don Callis, his invisible hand. He got him here just in time. The time was about to run out. Kenny Omega are literally about to be stripped of the Impact World title. This well. company and the people who work here. And the fans at home, you wanted a celebration. You wanted the greatest wrestler in the last 20,000 years here in the building. Be careful what you ask for, because you might get it. You got it tonight. What a great way to celebrate than to beat down these punks and leave them laying. Enjoy your Impact World champion nice of you to show up Kenny Omega this is the celebration d as far as I'm concerned turn out the lights the party's over Man, I am disgusted by what I'm seeing obviously showing up at the last minute here and then just destroying destroying two contenders for the championship who can stop Kenny Omega
1: that is the question, Matt Striker. Who can stop Kenny Omega? And that is the same question we asked you guys on our Twitter Shot of Wrestling. Sixty five percent said Moose. Five percent said Rich Swan, fifteen said Ace Austin, and fifteen said other. Some of you guys left your comments. At twenty three underscore Revelation posted a gif of Moose. Our own Mark Schwan posted a gift of Samoa Joe. At X Team Zuleta twenty four X posted a gift of Chris Bay. It is no secret. I am a huge fan of Moose. I think Moose is just right at the cusp of being a main event top-tier guy in Impact Wrestling. I don't think he's the guy to take it away from Kenny Omega. That match I would love to see. I would pay money to see that match. But it's just, they're both heels, the character, I don't think the storyline would work. Samoa Joe's a good guess. There's going to be some big names returning for Slammiversary, much like last year. But I was talking to Green Man. Again, as he was at my house watching uh, Rebellion, Samoa Joe's legacy was built in Impact TNA. I know he had a great career in a Ring of Honor, but his legacy, his career, most notably, is built in TNA and Impact. TNA Impact is different than it was back then. Samoa Joe comes back to Impact, I feel like it would kind of be a big fish in a small pond. I don't know how he fits in the current-day modern Impact wrestling. I would love to see him back. It'd be a huge, huge asset for Impact. I would love to see it. Now there's so many more potential matches and rivalries for him on the current roster. I'd love to see him back in Impact. I just don't know if that's where he wants to go. But again, I was talking about Impact. The sky's the limit. Impact's fantastic. If you have to watch another show, Impact after NXT. NXT, Impact, maybe SmackDown. Impact, SmackDown is kind of tied. But Speaking of SmackDown... Finally, let's wrap up TV Takedown by talking about SmackDown in that main event. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. I had high hopes for it. It met those expectations. What an outstanding match. This might be a match that might be on my early list for match of the year contender for 2021 year end putty awards. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, we're only one-third of the way. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, we're already one-third of the way done of this year. and Right now, this might be... My shortlist for match of the year. I mean, there was no sketchy finish. I, You knew Roman Reigns was going to win this, of course. But there was no sketchy... There was no false finish. There was no sketchy finish. It was a clean victory for Roman Reigns. I thought it was going to be a cheap win. I'm glad I was wrong. It was much better this way. I'm happy. Main event Jey Uso didn't appear until after. It was just... These two guys brawled out. We're given plenty of time. And this match was... A great way to end this week of wrestling. What a highlight, man. Roman Reigns, Dan O'Brien, did not disappoint. Check it out if you get a chance to on their YouTubes or wherever you can find it. Shoot on Peacock, I believe. Or Hulu, right? Isn't it on Hulu? did we have this conversation last week with Mark Schwann? Well, finally, folks, that is all the TV I have. Pretty good week of TV, beginning and ends. Again, it was just me this week, so we went show by show. Usually we pick one or two things from the week and have an open discussion about it, maybe a debate, but there was something from each show, I wanted to touch upon it, and this was the perfect week to do it. But how about we get into some go-home thoughts? Not for nothing. Pretty good show. And like I mentioned earlier, I had fun doing it. If I had fun doing it, I hope you had fun listening to it. You know, if I have enough time to prepare to do the show by myself, it's fun to try to get these clips. So you guys don't want to hear me rambling on for like 45 minutes. That's why I try to incorporate the clips, the highlights that I enjoyed throughout the week. And I had fun doing the show. It's been the most fun I've had doing a show by myself in a while, I believe. Hopefully it won't be another one for a while. Hopefully next week we'll have a guest host with us. Whether Mark Schwann's back or not, whether he finds his smile, or maybe maybe a special secret guest host if he can't come back. Either way, if you had fun listening to the show, wait till 255. It's going to be even more fun. With that being said, make sure you check us out on social media. The conversation is always going on. Your comments could be read on the next show. So get involved. We want to hear what you have to say. Shadow wrestling, no way on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Shadow wrestling on YouTube. Check out Hollywood's Corner, Green Man's past interviews. I believe we have Marty the Moth, Martin Cassius. We interviewed him a while ago. That's up there. He just returned to AEW Dark last week, if not this week. Again, a lot of people we're seeing on AEW Dark. Our guest, Elevation, Revelation, whatever it's called. There's been a lot of guys we've, we've interviewed throughout the five years of this show, so definitely check out our YouTube Shot of Wrestling for our interviews. We still have that hotline, dial it up, 619-343-3005. You can text us, leave a voicemail, any comments or questions or thoughts in the news or TV takedowns. We can always play it and get involved. Again, get involved in the conversation. This show is from the fans, for the fans. You want to hear what you guys think. Or you can email us, inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. That's it? So for everybody here at A Shot Wrestling, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. ha, ha, ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in authority all in my face what is a man to do good night everybody